0: This week marks the 30th anniversary of Operation Solomon, the famous Israeli airlift that brought more than 14,000 Ethiopian Jews to Israel in less than 36 hours. Hi, I'm Avi Posen,
1: And I'm Sarah Himmelis. And this week, we're unpacking the history and the present of the Ethiopian Israeli Jewish community. What was Operation Solomon? And why does Operation Solomon matter to Israel today?
0: Let's start from the beginning. The Jewish community of Ethiopia, known in Hebrew as the Beta Israel or community of Israel, and in Amharic as Falasha, has been around for more than 2,000 years, living in complete isolation from the rest of the Jewish world. Though there are various theories, we're actually not 100% sure how these Jews arrived in Ethiopia. Historian Anita Shapira says that, according to their own narrative, Ethiopian Jews today are the descendants of Menelik, the son of King Solomon with the Queen of Sheba, and that Menelik eventually became Emperor of Ethiopia. Others think that these Ethiopian Jews arrived in Ethiopia centuries later, after the destruction of the First Temple. By the way, Sarah, when Ethiopian Jews reconnected with the rest of world Jewry, Jews around the world were shocked and surprised to know that there were black Jews. But what's even more cool is that the Beta Yisrael community was shocked to learn that there were Jews who weren't black. Either way, there is strong evidence that these Jews absolutely share the same ancestry as the rest of the Jewish world today.
1: Like other Jewish communities around the world, for the past 2000 years, Ethiopian Jews have been praying to return to the land of Israel. That desire became even more acute in the 1980s as life became more and more difficult for Ethiopian Jews, with civil war, widespread famine, and an increase in persecution of the Jewish community. Hoping to escape the war and move to Israel, 12,000 Ethiopian Jews trekked by foot through the desert to Sudan. Of those, 4,000 lost their lives from malnutrition, disease, and violence along the way. And once they reached Sudan, Sudan refused to let the Ethiopian Jews proceed to Israel. Instead, they were placed in refugee camps where they continued to face anti-Semitic persecution. Ethiopian Jews were stuck.
0: Well, actually... While they may have seemed stuck, Israel was desperately using back channels to try to get these Jews to Israel. The Mossad, Israel's national intelligence agency, had secretly begun to coordinate small airlifts of Ethiopian Jews to Israel. You may have seen the Netflix movie Red Sea Diving Resort, which highlighted this amazing story. Well, in 1984, with the partnership of the Sudanese government and the CIA, Israel initiated Operation Moses, secretly airlifting 8,000 Ethiopian Jews from Sudan to Israel in just seven weeks. Unfortunately, Operation Moses ended prematurely, when there were still around 1,000 Jews left, when Sudan's Arab allies found out about the airlift and pressured Sudan to cut off the operation entirely. Approximately 500 more were evacuated the next year in the U.S.-led Operation Joshua. So by 1985, a few thousand Ethiopians have managed to get to Israel. But meanwhile, thousands of Ethiopian Jews actually remained stuck in war-torn Ethiopia in danger of losing their lives. Israel was still trying to help them escape. And in 1991, a regime change in Ethiopia finally provided an opportunity for action. In May, 1991, with the help of the Israeli government, the Jewish Agency for Israel, and the Jewish Federations of North America, Operation Solomon brought more than 14,000 Beta Israel to Israel in under 36 hours.
1: By the way, you might have heard of another group that often gets confused with the Beta Israel. This group is known as Falash Mura, and it's a community of Ethiopian Jews whose ancestors had been a part of Beta Israel but had converted to Christianity some due to proselytizing, and some under duress, during the 19th and 20th centuries. Some in the mainstream data Israel community do not consider them authentic Jews. However, in October 2020, the Israeli government approved the Aliyah of 2,000 of the 5,000 remaining Falash Shmura, who arrived in Israel earlier this year.
0: For this episode, we spoke with Daniel Elbaum, president and CEO of the Jewish Agency for Israel, who told us that, quote, Aliyah from Ethiopia did not end with Operation Solomon. In many ways, it was only the beginning, end quote. Through operations Moses and Solomon, Israel's Ethiopian population went from only a few hundred in 1983 to over 20,000 in 1991. Today, Over 130,000 Ethiopian Jews live in Israel.
1: It's now been 30 years since Operation Solomon and so many members of the Ethiopian Jewish community have finally fulfilled their centuries long dream to return to the land of Israel. So how has life been for the Ethiopian community in Israel? I'm sure we'd all like to imagine it's been smooth and perfect with all Israelis welcoming the new olim with open arms. But we have to be honest here. The community's transition into Israeli society hasn't been as seamless as they might have hoped. And even today, the integration of Ethiopian Jews continues to have its challenges. Here's what happened. In preparation for the absorption of tens of thousands of Ethiopian Jews the Israeli government developed an elaborate program covering issues of housing, education, and employment. However, this approach did not sufficiently account for social and cultural differences between the existing Israeli population and incoming Ethiopian immigrants. Unlike European immigrants, Ethiopians were coming from rural villages and were not prepared to work and live in the industrialized Israeli society. This led to social and economic marginalization of the Ethiopian immigrant community. Many Israelis looked at the Ethiopian struggle to integrate and scoffed, seeing them as the other, which led to further struggle and estrangement.
0: Making matters worse, not all Israelis supported the aliyah of the Ethiopian Jewish community. In 1980, Yehuda Dominic, then Director General of the Jewish Agency's Department of Immigration and Absorption, declared that, quote, "...taking a falasha out of his village is like taking a fish out of water. I'm not in favor of bringing them to Israel." End quote. And on top of everything else, the new Ethiopian immigrants also faced religious challenges in Israel. Although their Jewish status had been affirmed in 1973 by the chief Sephardi rabbi of Israel, Ovadia Yosef, there were and are still Israelis who continued to question whether Ethiopian Jews are really Jewish. In late 2019, Israel's chief rabbinate council issued a ruling once again reinforcing that the Ethiopian Jews are in fact Jewish.
1: Ethiopian Jews are not the only community that has faced challenges transitioning into modern Israeli life. Jews from North Africa and other parts of the Middle East, Holocaust survivors, and Soviet Jews have also faced particular obstacles in integrating into Israeli society. Of course, learning a new language, leaving behind family and friends, and starting a new life in a different culture are challenges that many immigrants experience around the world.
0: However slow integration has been, many aspects of life for Ethiopian Israelis have improved since the community first arrived. There have been some Ethiopian immigrants and children of immigrants in leading political positions, like Panina Tamano Shata, who became the first Ethiopian government minister serving as the Minister of Immigrant Absorption. In 2012, Israel appointed the country's first Ethiopian-born ambassador, Belanesh Zavadia.
1: Ethiopian Israelis have also risen through the ranks of the military. In December 2018, an Ethiopian Israeli soldier became the Israeli Air Force's first pilot of Ethiopian heritage. And in 2016, Dr. Avraham Yitzhak became the first Israeli of Ethiopian heritage to hold the rank of colonel in the IDF. The Ethiopian music scene has also been attracting greater attention in Israel. In February, 2020, the singer Eden Elena became the first Israeli of Ethiopian descent chosen to represent Israel at the Eurovision Song Contest. And only a few days ago, she performed her song, Set Me Free. And of course, one of my favorite bands, the popular Idan Reichel Project, sometimes featuring Ethiopian musicians, has also helped bring Ethiopian music into the Israeli mainstream.
0: Despite this progress, let's not sugarcoat things. Full integration for the Ethiopian Israeli community is far from complete. Poverty, lack of opportunity, instances of police brutality, and other forms of discrimination persist. Elbaum admitted to us, quote, we need to be honest with ourselves. Transitions are not easy, and some mistakes were made along the way. In our eagerness to integrate Ethiopians into Israeli society, we initially did not pay enough attention to the importance of their culture. We have learned these lessons and now equally celebrate their history and traditions, end quote. Organizations such as the Ethiopian National Project the Israel Association for Ethiopian Jews and Bechol work to ensure the full integration of Ethiopian immigrants into Israeli society and raise awareness about Ethiopian Jewry. The 2008 official recognition of SIGD, a holiday that Ethiopian Jews have been celebrating for generations as an Israeli national holiday, is a testament to this work and improving attitudes towards Ethiopians in Israel.
1: So, it's now been 30 years since Operation Solomon, but what does it teach us today? Well Avi, I actually think Operation Solomon is critical for us to understand Israel on a fundamental level. Though the community's transition to life in Israel has been challenging, the Ethiopian Aliyah is an inspiring example of how Israel followed through on its promise to be a homeland for all the Jewish people. It shows just how far the state of Israel has gone to take responsibility for Jews around the world. Israel's Declaration of Independence underscores the idea of kibbutz galu yot, the ingathering of exiles, as a central mission of the Jewish state. Quote, the state of Israel will be open for Jewish immigration and for the ingathering of the exiles, kibbutz galu yot. In carrying out operations Moses and Solomon, and by passing the law of return, which grants Jews around the world automatic citizenship if they move to Israel, Israel put these aspirational ideals into practice. For the Ethiopian Jewish community, these operations made possible the fulfillment of a centuries-long dream to return to their ancient homeland.
0: The realization of Kibbutz Galuyot is one of the crowning achievements of Zionism. Anyone who knows me, knows that there are three instances in which I get really, really emotional and shed tears. When things are really happy, really good music, and deep, deep Zionist experiences. Living in Israel, I luckily have these experiences on a regular basis. But just one example from a few weeks ago. My wife and I went to a klezmer concert in Haifa, where we live, and of the 10 musicians in the band, Two were born in Israel, and the other eight were all olim chadashim, new immigrants from different countries, from Mexico to Poland, from Canada to Croatia, and many other places around the world. It's really inspiring and emotional to experience the reunion of the Jewish people in our homeland before our very eyes.
1: But as the story of the Ethiopian-Israeli community shows, our work is not yet complete. Like every other country in the world, Israel has more work to do to address the challenges its new immigrants face. This work is a critical part of the Zionist vision. Israel's Declaration of Independence speaks not only of a commitment to Jewish immigration, but also of the Jewish state's values of equality and acceptance of others. As Professor Gil Troy reminds us, Zionism involves the constant effort to continue improving Israeli society. The story of Operation Solomon is an example showing that the Jewish community is comprised of different traditions, races, religious observances, and histories.
0: We are all together, the Jewish people, and we share the same destiny. And while Israel is certainly not a finished product, the integration of Jewish people of all backgrounds, as well as the integration of all of Israel's citizens, regardless of religion or culture, has always been and will always be one of the main goals of the Jewish state. As Elbaum told us, quote, we should never lose sight of the fact that Operation Solomon didn't just save Ethiopian Jews. It made Israel an even stronger and more vibrant country, end quote.
1: Thanks for listening. This episode was hosted by me, Sarah himmelis
0: And me, Avi Posen. This Week Unpacked is a production of Unpacked, a division of Open Door Media. If you want to learn more about Operation Solomon, we have a ton of content you might like on our website, jewishunpacked.com. Make sure to follow us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Just look for at jewishunpacked. You can also write us at podcasts at jewishunpacked.com. Make sure you don't miss future episodes by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rate and review the podcast.
1: This episode was written by me, Sarah Himalis, edited by John Kunza and Avi Posen, and audio engineered by Rob Para. Rifki Stern is our producer, and Noam Weissman is the executive producer of This Week Unpacked. Thanks for listening. See you next week.